some of my own obstacles in giving today on the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Hey folks, uh, greetings. I know I took a week off from doing the financial part of this uh, last week. Couple things, let me get to this stuff first. First JPEG you're gonna see is for the School of the Prophets. If you wanna be on this, then uh, please go ahead and text to 77411 gate GSS and we'll get you into that group. You'll get an email, I mean, you'll get a response with a link, follow that link, do what it says to do and become part of the school. Uh, if you follow it all the way through, you'll end up on uh, the School of Prophets eventually, and you'll get there. It just takes a couple follow-throughs with that. The second JPEG I'm showing you here is if you want a free prophetic protocol manual, and that is on my website, so click that. Again, 77411 and LDMP. Click on that, uh, or send text LDMP to that number, 77411, and you will be taken uh, through a process of um, getting that free download. Okay. And so a lot of good stuff on both sides of there. School of the Prophets, we meet every Sunday night, or sorry, every Tuesday night. Where am I? Every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern online. But you want to get in the group because you got to be in the Zoom to be actually a part of the prophetic ministry. Because uh, even though we broadcast on our Subsplash app, I cannot see who's on the app. I have no way of interacting face-to-face -face with those people. So they all come on the Zoom, and you can go and review all the old ones and stuff like that. We did it on, um, we tried doing it a couple ways the first time. Once I got to the Zoom part, I was like, I'm, Zoom's the way I'm going to do it because I love having the interaction. People are prophesying, they're learning, and you can also become part of this uh, prophetic community, all right, that we're building. All right, and if you're in Jackson Lawyer and you want to come and visit us at the Gate Church, you know, we're uh, not big. We're not trying to get big in the sense, but we're not big yet. Let's put it that way. And um, uh, I do believe something enormous is coming and uh, I'm preparing. All right. So I want to talk to you about uh, giving again. I've talked about stewardship. And I've talked about this verse before. And I feel like uh, just in the spirit this morning, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, let's let's go over this one again. You know, when it comes to stewarding, which if you're on Locals or you get my emails, you'll see my things I've been doing on stewarding. But one of the things I think that so uh, so many of us struggle with is how do I take the little things of God? You know, um, let me just try to get an example. How do I take, I mean, you know, this pen, this pen is from um, um, Ray Hughes, who teaches on worship and he makes these pens. These are phenomenally made. And, the, you know, Ray decided to make one for himself. He made one. Uh, and then he has, you know, created a business out of it. How do you take this to selling 10 million of these a year? You know, that's stewarding. And it doesn't happen instantly. And, um, by the way, I have three of these. My leaders all know that I love pens. And so I have one that sits here, one that sits on my nightstand, one that goes in my bag with me when I travel. So I have three of them. So I don't have to reach in my bag every time. I love these pens. These are very, very, go check out Ray Hughes. 
uh, his website on that. Fantastic pens, by the way. But that's stewarding. How do you take an idea? How do you take a revelation? How do you take something and bring it into its fullness? That's what stewarding actually is. It's another way it's, uh, it's brought forth in Scripture is bearing fruit. How do you take the gifts of God and you're going to give an account for them and we bear fruit. And, you know, when I was preaching and I had, I was an air traffic controller, man, I could, I could, I, I had no problem um, taking up offerings. I learned so much things about giving from the Lord. And I'm going to go over this verse again uh, in Galatians chapter six. But, and I learned this principle. You know what I had a real difficult time was when I now needed the offerings for my own bread. In other words, when I knew I was actually relying on the Lord through offerings to supply, when I left my job. And now, see, because before that, you know, it was always for everybody else. Even for my own ministry, I never, the only thing I did with the ministry money um, back then, 2002 to 2006, was I blessed other people. And I covered my, so if I had a, a flight up to, you know, I would fly up to Nashville. I didn't have a hotel expense, but I had an airline. By the way, the airline back then, I think it was like $59 round trip or something like that. It was like absolutely crazy 20 years ago going to Nashville and back. And I'd fly up to Nashville and back. I have to rent a car usually for just a day, you know, but that was only like 35 bucks. So I had about $120 every week of expense going up there plus some food. And, you know, my offerings were like 700 a week. And you know what I do? I bless missionaries. I bless other ministers. I bless people in my group. Like some of them wanted to go on a, tri a trip with me. I would take them and I would pay for it. And and I, it was great. And then all of a sudden, oh six, when I left my job, I didn't. You know, now all of a sudden it was going to supply for me. And I, and I really had an issue. Now the Lord had to deal with me. I still preached. God, thank God, the Lord had mercy on me. And that I was able to sit there and work through my own pride in receiving. I love the I love giving. I still, by the way, I love giving. But I but I also realize I have to love receiving as well. I just, you know, better is to give than receive. But my problem was I never developed my spiritual um, ability to receive. Does that sound does that sound weird to you? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't realize this, but we might actually be blocking our receiving. But I'm going to talk about sowing and receiving in this. I want I want you to, this is one of the greatest revelations that I understood about how to sow to the Spirit. And a lot of people don't do this. They don't, they don't understand this. They're given for buildings and all that. And that's all great. But I, I learned something was this. Honor the vessel that God brings the truth to you with. Honor the prophet, the apostle, the evangelist, pastor, teacher. Honor them. Not just with your lips, but with your heart. Wherever my treasure is, my heart is. So in other words, I can honor them with my offering because it's valuable to me. You know, money's valuable to me. You know, I once bought someone a laptop and it was broken within a month and it crushed me. Because in buying that laptop, I had the person needed a new laptop. As a minister, need a new laptop. And I had a good laptop. And I said this to the Lord. I want to give him my laptop. And then I had this thought. I said, Lord, if I give him a new, my laptop, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and buy myself a brand new laptop. And I'm going to give myself the better thing. 
And so I actually said no to getting a new laptop for myself and bought him a $1,500 laptop. And within a month, he had left it on the floor and the kid stepped on it, broke the screen. And he never got it fixed. And that crushed me a little bit. Now, that's on them for not stewarding well, but it broke my heart because it represented me. It was like crushing me because I sat there and sacrificed a new laptop that I needed to give to them. It Look at offerings. The point of this is offerings mean something to us. And if they don't mean anything to us, then it's really not an offering of worship, an offering of praise. It's not, it doesn't have the same value. And so if, I, if you were to give me a new car and I would take a sledgehammer to it after you gave me the keys, yeah, that's what I think about your How would you feel? It would hurt. It would crush you. And so I want you to understand that that's how spiritually money is tied because it represents our life, our effort. We don't understand this. We try to act like it doesn't. It tries, we try to act like it doesn't, but we don't understand the spiritual connection to unrighteous mammon. Now, just because it's unrighteous mammon doesn't mean it has no value, okay? Because it's what we use to exchange in our life today. And the Bible says to honor, and honor is where we get the word honorarium. And so this is, look, if you go somewhere and preach, and someday you're going to go and preach, and you preach for five days and they give you $100, what are you gonna, how are you going to feel? You're going to be grateful. You're going to try to be grateful. But you know what you're going to think? Man, I was worth more than $100 for five meetings, right? You would feel that way, right? Because it's honor. It's the, 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 the way we give denotes the honor in which we are valuing what we hear. Okay? This is very important to understand. This is why I honored my spiritual fathers with money. I honor them all. I, I, well, one of them's, you know, some of them passed away, but I honor them. Why? You know, when I'm praying for somebody and the Lord puts them on my heart, I send them, an, I, I'll send them a little gift. And you go, why? I want to show them that they're value. They, they have value in my life. And I, and they're just friends. They're not over me, or under me. We're just sideways. You know, we're just both ministers. And I'll show value. And they're always so appreciative of it because they know it comes out of the blue. But it's just to say, hey, man, I'm thinking of you. That's all I want you to know is I'm praying for you. That's all I'm trying to display in that moment is, man, I am praying for you. And it's really, really important for us to grasp that. Okay. And, and then I had to develop the heart to receive because I was backing off sometimes in teaching these principles. And so I don't back off as much anymore. Let's go back to this one, Galatians chapter 6. Uh, 6 through 10, and I want you to hear, because I want to teach you the principle I learned that opened up revelation to me. And you go, why? Well, there's this whole culture of honor, and I hope I don't go too long today, but I might end up going too long. Okay. Let him who is taught in the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Okay. In other words, you who are being taught, share with him who teaches. In other words, don't withhold, because this is how ministers make our money. This is how we make our money. I, Man, I could tell you all the times that the Lord taught me things about giving and about giving away stuff, and we'll get into that. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whoever, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will the flesh reap corruption. 
But he who sows to the Spirit will also uh, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Now, do you understand? It's all talking about sharing, having this exchange of being taught the Word and sharing back with the one who is who's teaching. Now, isn't that crazy? It says that it will you will reap from the Spirit everlasting life. Now, this is going to really tick off the everything's free attitude, and you don't have to do anything. But that's the Word of God. All right, now listen. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not. In other words, you're, it's saying, look, in due season, don't worry about this. Yes, you're giving now, you're giving. But in due season, you're going to reap because you've sown. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. This is something that I was good at the giving part, but you know what? When it came time to reap, I struggled with it. I was always making sacrifices, and part of it wasn't necessarily the Lord, but was me not having feeling guilty almost for receiving. The Lord had rebuked me for it. I give away all my stuff. Now I sell a lot of stuff, but I used to give it all away. All of it. I was so guilty about it sometimes, you know. And and the Lord said, you know, I gave you this revelation to provide for you. Why does God have us write a book? To give revelation out, but so that we can be provided for. I'll give you an example of this. This is stunning. But I'm going to give you one of the rebu rebukes I got from the Lord. Back in 0203, I was friends with Alberto and Kimberly Rivera. And became friends with them. And in 05, 06, 07. And every time they came out a new album, I'd buy like 10 of them. Like I'd buy albums from them. I'd buy 10. I had them on my book table. Back when we also used to buy actual physical CDs. Some people still do. I I try. I don't want them. Because it just takes up 90% of the space in your, in your house. But... Alberto said, hey, you can give it away. You give it. And I, was, I would cut, I'd burn CDs. I'd just burn them. And one day I, I burned one and the Lord said this to me. Oh, man, this was a hard rebuke. He said, you're really generous with that which cost you nothing. And then I realized what he was saying. You're looking like a bigwig giving away Alberto's stuff. Even though he gave you permission. Even though I had Alberto's blessing. I, it was not the kingdom. I was in contrary to the spirit. So you know what I did? I started giving away physical CDs. They'd go, people would give me CDs to listen to. Oh, I, here, you could copy it. I would listen to that CD. I literally listened to it. Oh, that's really good. I'd give it back to them and I'd buy the CD. They go, well, you didn't have to do that. No, I don't tell them why, but I said, no, I did. Because that's how Alberto and Kimberly make their money, their living. Do you understand? And I, I got this is back in like 06, 07. And I and I I just remember the Lord rebuking me. It wasn't harsh. It wasn't mean. It was just, hey son, that's violating the kingdom. By the way, if you want to see where that's violating, 2 Samuel. So you saw, I always go check out scripture to see what God's saying because the principle's in there. <laughs> I do. I literally do this. Um, 2 Samuel chapter 24, I think. <clears throat> David 
David's going to build an altar. And um, it's in verse um, 22 of chapter 24, 2 Samuel. Now, Emmanuel said to David, Let my lord king take the, an offer up at whatever seems good to him. Look, here are oxen for birth sacrifice, the threshing implements and the yokes of the oxen for wood. In other words, David here, David comes on his property, sees an angel. He has to offer up, build an altar to God, offer up sacrifice. And, and the owner of the land says, here, David, take everything. David, I so honor you as king. Take it all. And David says this. All these, he says, O king, has given to, all these, O king, I have, has given to the king. And Erenu said to the king, may the Lord your God accept you. Then the king said, this is the last thing that we have in this book. He says, then the king said to Aranua, no, but I will surely buy it from you for a price. Nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God with that which cost me nothing. Let me, let me, let me, let me explain this to you. Your cost has value. Your offering has to have value. Just sitting there going, oh, I thank you, thank you. That's not value. With their lips... They draw nigh to me, but their hearts are far from me. But wherever your heart is, your treasure will be there also. Learn to, I had to learn, like I already was doing this in the giving, but I didn't recognize that. The Lord was, I told the Lord, you can correct me on everything. And I would get rebuked about things that most people would say doesn't even matter. And it does. But I still had to deal with my own pride in receiving and realize that, hey, I ain't the, I might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm not the dullest either. And, and the revelation God's given me has value. When I give it out, you have to be willing to receive an offering for that. Otherwise, the Lord said to me, if you don't receive an offering, then you are actually damaging them. Why? Because they won't be sowing to the Spirit that... I learned the sowing in the spirit back in two back in um, two thousand and one. It was school of the prophets. Randy's four staff leaders had all been fired. It's now me. Randy would take up the offering, and I would collect it. And I would get it all together for Randy because I had to give it. I put it in his briefcase. Randy wanted the offerings cash, and he had to go one dollar, five dollar, ten. He wanted it in order, and then he wanted checks lowest. The greatest. And so I would arrange them. But you know, you could see what people were giving. You know, because you'd see them every week. $10, $10, 25 25 You know, you'd see them. And then all of a sudden I would see something like, wow, that person normally gives 10 gave 50 this week. Pretty cool. I'd walk out and Randy would be prophesying over them. And I would, I saw the Lord had me see this. I actually had me witnessed this for about five weeks in a row and i and i told it to randy and i said they're actually because they broke through in giving god had a word for them and it happened week after week and randy was stunned by it randy was like you're kidding me i said no i'm literally watched this for five weeks now randy had no way of knowing what the offering was beforehand because like i said um he's still ministering he's teaching I would collect up the offering, take it in the back. He's still teaching. He's running. He had no idea what was there. But I saw how the Spirit was moving. See, him who sows to the Spirit reaps from the Spirit everlasting life. 
You know what the word of God is? The voice of the Lord? You know what a prophet? It is spirit and it is life. And I learned that honor. And I haven't talked about this yet on here, but let's just go into it for a little bit. Go to Matthew chapter 10. And this is where it all, I'm trying to tie this all together a little bit now. There is a thing called honor. Let's just read this. Verse 40, he who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, as surely I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Look, there are righteous people and then there's prophets, apostles, there's different levels, right? In other words, what is he saying? Listen to what he's saying. If you honor those around you and sent you, especially those, remember Paul says, especially those of the house of the faith, those who are teaching you the word. So let's say you receive an apostle prophet and you receive in the name of an apostle prophet, you're going to get the reward, listen, determined by your honor, not by their gift. Let me say that again. You're going to receive the reward determined by your honor, not by, or by your honor, not by their gift. I want you to understand that. Let me give you an example of this again. In December 20, uh, 2006, some of my spiritual daughters met an individual. He was preaching up in Nashville. His name was Bill Johnson. They told me, you really need to hear this man because for five, for three years, you were teaching us in Nashville about the kingdom. And man, he was teaching all the same stuff and um, probably a little bit better than me. Um, and they said, Bob, my God, we sat there with Lewis for three years and he taught us these things. And some of the lines I used, Bill used. And I don't think Bill knew me. <laughs> and the Lord spoke to me and said, that man is to lay hands on you for your apostolic calling, which I've been praying into for four years. All right. Went online. Found out who he was. He was the senior leader of Bethel Church Reading, California. They had a number. I called the number and I said, hey, I'm a pastor. Uh, I'm a minister. I wasn't a pastor then. I was a minister in Jacksonville, Florida. Does Bill Johnson have an assistant? Yes, her name is Judy Franklin. I said, oh, great. Does Judy have an email that I can email or something? She said, absolutely. She gave me her email. And I emailed Judy. And I said in Judy to Judy, I said, Judy, my name is Louis T. Santa. Uh, of VFR Ministries, Jacksonville, Florida. I, I believe the Lord ha has wants me to have Bill lay hands on me for impartation. Is it? Would Bill be willing to do that? And I looked on his schedule. And if he's gonna be, he's gonna be in Webb, Alabama. Uh, I see on his schedule. Would he be willing to um, uh, lay hands on me in Webb, Alabama? And three hours later, I get this email back, and it says, "I got to go find that email if I still have it." But it says. Um, Bill would uh, be greatly honored to lay hands on you. However, he will not be able to give you any personal time because he, in between meetings and everything, he gives himself to the pastors of the church. And, and I, I, I am a, Judy, that is just great. Thank you very much. 
So I took seven people with me. Kathy couldn't go. Our kids were young. Joey was only... Joey had just turned four. Um, and so it was a Sunday morning. We didn't have church. We got in the car here at like 4.30 in the morning, and we drove to Alabama. Our time difference. We literally step up on the front of the church. It's like 20 till 10. Now, the meetings are Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday morning, Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night. But Sunday, you know, we get in there. And I go, hey, guys, I'm going to go in. And I walk through the double doors of the sanctuary. And as soon as I walk in, there was people in there. It was like what, what the pastor does every Sunday morning is he does Bible study between 9.15 and 9.45. So I step in the double doors right at 9.45. And he goes, let us pray. And I just stop and bow my head because now I got to back up because I forgot to tell you the other part of the story. I'm walking up the steps. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says this to me as I'm walking up the stairs of church. You Now, I've already I've, I've ordered Bill's book, Heaven Invades Earth. I read it. But I'm walking up the steps of church and it says, he says, the Holy Spirit says this. You must receive the apostle in the name of the apostle if you want the apostle's reward. And I said, okay, Holy Spirit. Because, by the way, Bill's book, Heaven Invades Earth, didn't mention Bill as an apostle. He was, a, he was called Pastor Bill. I did not know Bill's ministry, had not seen his ministry, nothing. And this is, gotta understand, this is 2007. Okay, when 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 I after this week I I leave and I friend request Bill and I'm like 2,900 in his friends. Okay, like friends, not following friends. Okay, now he's got like six seven hundred thousand followers. He's killed his personal page, and um, you know, but I mean. Friends. That's how that's who you know, that's how far back this was, right? And Bill, um I walk in those doors and the pastors, let's pray, bow my head. And all of a sudden a man reaches out. I say to the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, let me I'm sorry I'm not getting all this story together properly. I say to the Holy Spirit, okay, Randy Clark laid for laid hands on Bill five times. And I want Bill to pray for me five times. And I walk in the door. And Bill lays his hands on me. It's Bill standing next to me. I don't know it's Bill right away. He starts praying. Lord, let this man get everything he came here for. If he, let, let his hunger satisfy. And he's just praying over me. I'm looking out. I didn't have glasses back then. I look out my corner of my eye. I go, there's Bill. I think that's Bill. Because, you know, you know how the back of photos, you know, the back book of, you know, back page of books, photos go. They're never really too glamorous. And it's Bill. I go up put my stuff in the balconies. That's the only place there's seats. Remember, there's eight of us. And then I go down and I go and say hello to Bill. And when I go to say hello to Bill and to introduce who I am, he lays hands on me again. That's two. I get 10 feet away and the power of God falls on me. Now, I don't want to tell you the whole story. I've told the story of how God just so touched me, but that's not the point. Here's the point. What if I only received Bill as a pastor? Why did the Holy Spirit Give me a warning. Because what I was to receive was not a blessing, but my apostolic impartation. If I don't receive Bill properly, I can only re listen, I can only receive to the level in which I honor. My honor has part and parcel in determining what level of what I'm going to receive back. This is what people don't know about the spirit realm.
And this is what I want you to know. Amen. All right. It's really important to know this. <clears throat> and a lot of people don't know it. They don't understand giving and receiving. They don't understand the exchange. Why would God? <clears throat> because every time you give, look, one of the principles in the kingdom is to receive life of Christ, you must give them your life, right? It's an exchange. When you're giving your offering, you are, you're always in that constant exchange of life with them. You know, when I, I'm, I'm, I'm good at giving. Remember, I'm talking, I've been talking about what I struggled with. This home we're in, which is now going on, this is our 30th year in the home. When we built this home, it was going to be ready in January 1993. And my pastor's home burnt down in December of 92. And I went up to him and I said, Pastor, I don't know what your situation is with your home burning down. We actually just built a home and it's literally only five minutes from where the new church is going to open up in February. I would like to offer you for you to live in that home if you'd like until you get yours rebuilt or you find some place to live. I would like to offer that for you. You know, you can move into our new home. It'll be ready in a couple weeks. You can move into it. <laughs> and by, I was serious. And he goes, no, no, no. A gentleman in the, house, in the church here has another, has two houses. I said, I knew who he was talking about. And he goes, yeah. I said, okay. I just wanted, I didn't want you to have to worry about where you were going to live. See, I think that that's my heart. See, giving wasn't my issue. But receiving was. And I want you to open up your spirit to receive. Don't you have to learn the principle of giving? If you're not a giver, opening up your spirit to receive is kind of mute in a way. But um, you have to learn this principle of giving. And so I started, I learned to give not only to the off the tithes, but I gave to the man of God, the woman of God. So I gave my tithes to the church, but I also would sow something. To ministers all the time it's what i do and it's what you should do too i love you i hope this really blesses you i hope that your spirits open up and i've learned something here would you put a comment would you just comment like subscribe to the youtube channels subscribe to the facebook channel stuff like that um do all that stuff come and visit us at lewisdcn.com i love you god bless you and you have a fantastic day bye bye Thank you.